news is very, very powerful. I don't have to tell you that because in the world we live, we have a lot of bad news at times. And it affects us in a lot of ways. One of the things that really important about news is, is considering the source of it. That's what makes the difference. I have some good news this morning for you. It's not my news. It's God's news. It's straight from God. It's the message of salvation. It's the message of comfort. And the source is the creator of the universe. The sustainer of the universe. The sovereign God above all. Would you stand with me and let me read this message this morning from Luke chapter 2. Would you please stand? What a blessing the inspired word of God is. Pray the Lord will help us have a greater uh, love for his word as we come to the new year dawning. From verse 8 of Luke chapter 2, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Please be seated. You have just had the privilege to hear the precious word of God. May the Lord bless us to rejoice this celebration of the Lord's birth. We have been dealing with a series, I wanted to try to conclude that today, from this Christmas theme of angelic anthems bringing the Christmas spirit. And so what we've tried to do is look at the angel's encounter with some of the people that God used to bring about the amazing grace manifestation of the incarnate God. We talked about a supernatural spirit that was involved with Zacharias, the birth of John the Baptist, the one who pre-came before Christ to pave the way for him, 
And you remember Zacharias didn't believe it. And because he didn't believe it, the angel said, well, you just won't speak until that baby's born. Don't ever doubt God. Don't ever doubt the supernatural spirit of Christmas. Don't ever doubt the supernatural spirit of God's ministering angels ministering to your life. Remember God says the angels of the Lord encampeth around those that fear him. It's a sheer amazing that we have God looking after us like he does. Then we talked about the submissive spirit that Mary, the mother of Jesus, had. Thinking about a virgin, and she knew she was that. And yet, God told her that she was going to have a baby. How can that be, was her cry. Yet, she secluded to understand that God was able to do all things. And she said, okay then, tell me about it, angel. May these things be as you have said. And she quietly and submittedly led her life, not understanding what was going on, but she had a submissive spirit. There's a lot of things in life we can't control. I pray that God would give us all a submissive spirit, surrendering our all to God. What a blessing, what a joy to find the peace that we have when we have that happen. And then we looked at Joseph's, uh, Joseph's simple spirit. Joseph being encountered with this angel, saying, Joseph, it's okay to marry that woman that you're married to, that you're betrothed to. She is pregnant, and it's not your baby. And Joseph was wondering how that's going to be. Oh, the shame that he wanted to protect his wife that he loved from. But you know what he simply said? Joseph was a simple man. The simplicity of God is obedience. There's a lot of things in life we don't understand. I think the spirit of Christmas manifests that. Yet, we're going to find when we obey God, we just trust Him one day at a time. It's amazing how things kind of unfold in place, isn't it? That's how simple God is. A childlike faith in believing Him. We don't have to figure God out. Today, I wanted to conclude this from this encounter that we just read about the shepherds. I see in this episode of God's Word a seeking spirit. A seeking spirit. What are you looking for in life? What is, what is your purpose in life? We need to have something that we're looking for. Without something we're seeking, the Bible says, without a vision, the people perish. And I wonder sometimes if we not lost our vision for God. I think in America, for example, that one of the most essential things of, of seeking God has been put on the back burner, so to speak. And there's a great void in people, in their lives. And we're wondering and knowing that we've lost something, but we don't know where to find it. I know, I know in my life, seems like the older I get, I find out in times of my life, I, I, I want something, I know I've had it before, but I can't remember where I put it. You ever had that to happen? I don't know where I put it, but I know I had it, 
Well, you know, God can be like that. And here's something's even worse. A lot of times, uh, I start thinking that maybe somebody else moved it. Somebody else got what I thought I had and was using. And I blame it on them. Sometimes my, even my family. But you know what? Most of the time where I find what I lost, it's going to be right where I left it. I'm going to tell you, you can get away from God in your life. You can leave God, but God will never leave you. But here's the deal. God will let you go so far. But when you come to understand that you're really missing something, that you're missing something and there's a void there, what a blessing to know that God has given you that feeling. I believe that all men and all women, all humanity really, have been created with a void in their soul for God. And people are looking for all kinds of things to make fulfillment, for success, for happiness, for just a good feeling that they're making a difference in life. But here's the thing. You won't find any of that fulfilling, satisfying until you find God in it all. Because God is the one behind it all. And it's not so much that you're going to ever get and arrive to that place because we're all a work in progress. We're not going to get in earth where God was going to have us to be in heaven. But the joy and the excitement about seeking God is the journey, okay? It's not the mountain slides on a vacation that you remember. It's jumping on the motel beds. It's not the trophies. It's not the trip you take. It's the flat tire that you have along the way. It's amazing that this journey you see is not achieving. It's pressing toward the mark, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing toward Jesus Christ. We need to be seeking. We need to be seeking God. And these shepherds were in a situation where this angel comes. And the angel Gabriel shone upon him in all the glory of God. And all the glory was manifested in the Savior that was born. And you see, God found these shepherds in a most unlikely place, keeping their flocks. Isn't that amazing? That's where they find their seeking comes from. You're going to find your greatest platform to seek God is just what you're doing right now. Your greatest platform is not necessarily in the church. It's going to be in your life, in your vocation, in your marriage, in rearing your children, in your education, in all that life entails. You're going to remember more about your seeking God in your broken midnight hours of prayer than you will in a Bible conference or some sort of camp thing. What a blessing to know, though, that God has given us a seeking heart. It is a gift from God that we can seek God. And you know what? We do that. That's a really a foundational part of our regenerative hearts that God has given us, a desire to seek Him. And that's what these shepherds encountered right in this place out in the night on the fields of Bethlehem by their flocks when they come to understand that this is God. And we have 
we are going to find him. And it's amazing to me, they did not question their message from God. They did not say, well, let's go see if these things are so. They said, rather, let's go. These things are so. We have a right, we have a mission to seek God. And my brothers and sisters, you and I do too. And I tell you, I pray that God would seek, keep us seeking and stretch looking for him, the author and the finisher of our faith. It'll keep us out of a lot of trouble. It'll keep us busy. It'll keep us into God's word. It'll keep us humble. It'll keep us understanding our need of him in every way. So I want us to think about a seeking spirit as we think about this Christmas. And I have three points I want to try to make from this text and a few other places in the scriptures, if you will listen with me. Three major things that we seek. There's a lot of them. But I think we can see here first that we're to be seekers of God's glory. We're to seek God's glory. If we look at this text, I think that's, that's, that's very, very evident as we think about what happens here to these, these angels. For we see the glory surrounding. For lo, the angel in verse 9 uh, came upon them. The angel came upon them, you see, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them in verse 10, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now here's the deal about seeking God as I understand it. You'll never seek God if you fear God. You've got to understand these angels, these supernatural beings, first thing they said to Joseph, to Mary, to Zacharias, to, uh, to these shepherds, fear not. See, they were encountering glory. When you encountered glory, it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the Lord. See, it had been about 400 years since God had made a manifestation this profound on earth. And you know what? It's a blessing to see that. And we don't know when the next one will be. But, but I want you to know with me that we see this and we say that first thing the angel said is fear not. I mean, this was a glorious encounter. When you get to God, you have gotten to a mountain that you can't, fathom yourself. God is a holy God. And so the salvation that God brings and the fear not is, listen, I have taken away your sin because we don't need to have a slavish fear. We're to have a reverential fear and awe. That is true. But really to seek God, we can't be afraid that God is going to zap us. We can't be afraid that God is just wanting to knock us out and find something we're doing wrong. I want you to know that Christmas is a spirit of seeking. God already knows us, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And God loves us, and that'll never change. And God is saying, listen, I am seeking you, and I want you to seek me. Jesus Christ came so that we could have communication with God. God said, I want to communicate with you. I know that you're sinful, but my son will take care of that. I want you to trust that with me. That is the spirit of seeking God. That's why we see in Hebrews that God says that we're to come boldly, not arrogantly, but boldly, confidently to the throne of grace to find help in time of need. When you pray to God, you're seeking God. You're seeking God's glory. 
You're seeking God not based on how good you've been, how bad you've been, or any other merit. You're seeking God because God has made you like his son. He has adopted you and you're his family. You are a child of God, my friends. You can do this. You can whip that addiction. You can deal with the bitterness. You can deal with the disappointment and hurt in your life because you have God in you. What we need to be mindful of, we need to keep on seeking. Do not let this world trip you up. Do not let the devil discourage you, okay? You gotta stay on the road. I know I live in the country and sometimes people will get in the ditch down on railroad bed road. And I'll have a little tractor and they know it and they'll come ask me to pull them out. And I do it. But I can't pull them out if I'm in the ditch. You gotta stay in the road. There are people seeking God that's in the ditch. Just because you mess up doesn't mean you're not seeking God. What it means, though, is that we need to be mindful of our lives that we keep focused on God. Those children that you're raising need to see you seeking God because they're going to be seeking God. If I go down to this courthouse square and I start looking up in the air, people will drive by and they'll start looking up too. You try it. That's what will happen. People will look for what you're looking for. And if you really look for God, you will find him. You hear me? Now, you can make a mess out of life if you want to. I've said this before, and I happen to have to want to say it again. They are people. You've known some. It doesn't matter how pristine a beautiful valley might be. Say a, a valley that grass, grass is lush, you know, and it's always peaceful to me to have a you cows grazing out there or something, you know, I just, just kind of a serenity. They will people, though, that you'll take out there to show them the beauty of it. And all they'll see is the manure. They'll look for those piles of manure. They don't see anything else. There are people like that. I want you to know that the first thing we need to say, let's seek God. Seek God's glory when you seek God. And when you seek God's glory, you're seeking salvation. That's what Jesus come to do. That's why what your, your doctrinal stance, uh, how you think about what God teaches about salvation, that is so important. Why? Because if it's a salvation that teaches that you have to do something, then it's not giving God all the glory. God says that we're to seek him first, last, and in the middle. And I've told you before, and I want to tell you again, we have nothing to do with our eternal salvation. Absolutely nothing. It's not based on the preacher, on the baptism, or on free will, or anything else. It's based on the God of heaven bringing you to understand and giving, him your, giving you his spirit and boring you again so that you get up and say, look, like that prodigal. I don't have to live like this. I don't have to deal with this. I'm going to go to my father's house. I know that he loves me. And you go just like you are. And you don't go with an agenda. You don't ask God for a menu. You ask God for a crumb from the master's table. And God feeds you and God gives you glory. Salvation by grace gives God all the glory. And that's exactly how it ought to be. And we need to bless God and help, help us see that.
You know, we forget that sometimes, I think, that we need to seek God's glory in everything we do. Wherever you go to work every day, every part of your life. I've said this before. I've told, told couples this in their marriage counseling. I said, listen here. If you want your marriage to be happy, do not make it your goal to be, this, to be a happy marriage. If you want this church that you worship to be a happy place, don't make that your number one goal. You make God's glory your number one goal. You shoot for the spiritual stars of God in your life. You make God's glory your number one seek, and I'm going to tell you, that happiness will be there. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed in seeking God. Because God says, if you seek me with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, you'll find me. What a blessing. Secondly, I want us to see in this message, not only are we to seek God's glory, we're to seek God's gifts. Notice the gifts that are given. And this shall be assigned to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. What a gift the, the baby in the manger is. The gift of God. We need to seek God's gifts. One are these. One of them is forgiveness. How do you feel about forgiveness in your own soul and conscience? Is your conscience clear? We need to understand that is a gift that we're to seek. That is what it's about. This is a Savior that is born. This is the good news. I don't know about you, and yes, I do too. I need forgiveness. I need to know that my sins are forgiven. And that helps me and motivates me to seeking God because I know I've messed up and I know that I won't be able to get to heaven unless I'm forgiven. And I know I can't forgive myself and I know the only one that can do it is Jesus. And I know that God said that he paid for our sin and God does not require a double payment. And it's not like bankruptcy where we have a chapter 11 where we have to make installments. It is paid in full. The pull, the bracelet to tetelestai. It is finished that I wear. Reminds me that it's all paid. Paid in full. That's the Christmas spirit of seeking God. Now, are you going to seek a God that saved you by his grace? You know what? If somebody gave you a great gift, a great blessing that you can't buy, are you going to just ignore them in your life? and say, well, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to be my own man or woman. No, you're going to be a fool to do that. You're going to say, I'm going to seek God. I'm going to keep whatever I do in perspective. I want his gift. I want forgiveness. I need forgiveness. Not only because, and the reason you don't, you know, there's laws in this town, and I, play, I guess everywhere else, call them disturbers of the peace. And, they, and what happens is, uh, we, we have our peace disturbed because of unforgiveness, of grudges and guilt. We do, and grief. And so we seek the peace, not only forgiveness, but the gift of peace. That's another gift that you're to seek. The Bible says that we're to seek peace with all men, that we're to be peacemakers. This is a gift, my friends. This is something we can do. Do not tell me that a believer in Jesus Christ has nothing to do. Here's the deal, though. When you get on a trek after God, if you really make up your mind and heart to follow Jesus, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Because you're going to be faced probably with more problems and challenges than you never had before. But you're going to have to understand, God came to these shepherds 
in, in a place they didn't expect. And yet when they sought him, they found God in a place they didn't expect. They were following a star, but they ended up in a stable. And my friends, you and I might too, you hear me? You might. You might not understand it, but that's how God's glory is manifest. You're going to find the gift of God. You're going to find it in places just like this manger, this common everyday things. Just understanding that God, the creator of the universe, he says in Isaiah 57, 15, he says, the high and holy one that inhabiteth eternity. That's God. But he says he's also with those of a contrite and broken spirit. My problem or my, my point to you and me is this, that God brings glory to the highest but also to the lowest. God will meet you in your lowest day. He will bring you out of the very pits of hell and we could cry out to God like David did in Psalm 40. And he says, thou hast established my going and put my feet on a rock. Thank you, God. What a blessing to understand the gifts of God. We ought to seek them, seek forgiveness. Forgive ourselves through Christ. Forgive one another. Hey, if you're holding a grudge against somebody, you need to ask God to help you open that gift. You know, uh, many of you gave us gifts for Christmas. I was so excited the other Christmas Eve watching my grandchildren open their gifts. That's the first thing they wanted to do. I mean, that seemed to be more fun than the gifts themselves, just tearing them out. You know, wouldn't it be silly, though, to have a gift from God and you never open it? I mean, wouldn't there be a fool if you give us a gift and you say, well, did you enjoy it? Well, I haven't opened it yet. I wonder how many Christians say, well, God, give me forgiveness. God, give me peace. Jesus said in John 14, 27, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Well, have you opened it yet? Have you embraced God? Have you believed and trusted him? It's not going to just come by default. Jesus went to the cross He suffered and died on the cross of Calvary for you and me. So we seek his gifts. What a blessing it is to rejoice in that. He says he's he's forgiven us. And I I believe it, don't you? Ain't that a gift? Let's, Let's seek it. And then lastly, seek God's goodness and his grace. He says goodwill toward men. We can't have any goodwill toward men we don't realize God's goodwill toward us. He tells us in 1 Corinthians 10 and other places, he said, be ye forgiving, forgive one another, rather, as God has forgiven us for Christ's sake. What a blessing. I want you to look at a verse with me before you go. I think after the first of the year, I'm going to ask the Board of Deacons to increase our time a little bit for our morning service. Just so you'll know. Okay, I'm going to say just a few more. I want you to look at me. Lamentations 3, verse 25. Look what it says. It's about seeking God, and we're talking about seeking God's goodness. Hold in there with me just a minute now. We'll get get over there pretty soon. That verse says, Lamentations 3, 25, The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Now you want to find God's goodness? You get after God. You seek him. You read his word. You pray. You think about him. That's what seeking God is about. 
Now, you might, you might not understand this. You might be saying, well, you don't know what I'm having to deal with. That is really the time to seek God. When you don't feel like seeking Him. You seek Him. And really, you're seeking God and you don't realize you're doing it sometimes because God has given you faith. That's the equipment God has given you when He borns you again. And He's given it to you for one purpose, and that is to seek His goodness. And God is good all the time. And we need to bless Him in that. Sometimes that's covered up. Sometimes we can cover up grace in bad habits. We can. We need to slough all that out. Ask God, God, I want to seek your goodness. I want you, God, to be glorified. I want you, Lord, your gifts to be manifest. I want what you have given me to use and have in this life. I don't want to waste your grace any longer. Seek him. Go after him. You can do it. Climb that mountain. That's what's important. Bless God in that. and You can rest along the way. Jesus Christ gives us prophecies of, of promise. Coming to me, he says, all you that we're in heaven laden, I'll give you rest. I mean, that is the seeking. That is seeking the goodness of God. He says in John 6, 37, he says, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Jesus himself said that. And he that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. That's the amazing power of God's redeeming grace. He can save to the uttermost. Those that seek him, that come to God by him. That's what Jesus does. He's a salvation machine. He is the blessing of God that we need to never, never, never be little anymore. We need to seek him. We need to live for him. We need to be willing to die for him. Or whatever he's called us to do, may he help us and bless us. You know, Job, the Old Testament prophet and the patriarch Job, all that business, all that he had taken from him, we might have had a little glimpse of that. You know what, Job, though, what's amazing to me in Job's life is he never quit looking for God. He has verses there. He says, where are you? I mean, he never doubted there was a God. He just he couldn't understand what was going on. He couldn't understand why he was having to deal with that. And we're going to have those situations. But that doesn't mean you're not seeking God. You hang in there. Don't ever give up on seeking God. Because God will always provide us exactly what we need. Because, you see, God is more interested in getting us to where he wants us to go than we are getting there. But he's given us a seeking spirit, and we need to bless him in that. Well, I was going to say a few things, but let's go from here. I just want to leave you this Christmas spirit, that it would be a seeking spirit. And because when you seek God, you encourage others to seek God. Iron sharpens iron, no doubt about it. And, and so make sure in your life and mind, ask God to help us. Lord, I want to seek your glory, your gifts, and your goodness. Make that a theme of your life. Make that where, wherever you go. You going to work today? What I'm going to really do it? What am I doing? What am I working for? You working for money? Are you working to pay your bills? Sure, that's a part of it. But I want to tell you, well, you're going to find your peace and joy in that as you can say, I'm seeking God's glory in my work. I'm seeking God's gifts in my life. I want to take advantage of what God has given me through Christ. That's what salvation is. It's eternal life. That's a free gift. Seek it. Seek it for yourself and others. And pray for the Holy Spirit because that's who manifests it. And then we say, well, God, whatever I'm doing, I'm seeking your goodness because I know that all things do work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them 
that are called according to his purpose. Are you seeking God? Are you seeking his goodness? Because it's there, my friends, and it just makes us miserable when we don't look for it. I guarantee you, you can find it. Look for Jesus. He is the God that's calling you to seek him and blessing you with the ability and the desire to do it. He loves you that much. And your testimony and your seeking spirit and your trek in life will be measured by the challenges you face and the struggles you have to deal with. Not necessarily with the accounts of man's measurement of what you've accomplished. Success really is not what you accomplish as much as it is, it's how high you can bounce after you've hit the bottom. That's what the Christmas spirit is about. It's a seeking spirit because you can seek God no matter how dark it is, no matter how low you go, you still have God. And God can pull you there and make you there and give you his goodness and grace. I pray that the Lord would give us all that spirit and encourage us this Christmas season. Would you bow with me, please? We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your message of grace and goodness, your gifts and your glory from this account from Luke chapter 2 as you encountered the shepherds. May we have a shepherd-seeking spirit, O oh God, this year to always look for your glory, for your gifts, for your goodness. We know they're there. Help us, Lord, like the shepherds, to be excited about sharing the good news with others. We thank you, Lord, for the challenges you give us. But we know, even in that, you're growing us to be more like you. And you're strengthening us in our faith. And we're glad you are. Bless us, O oh God, for Christ's sake. Thank you, Lord. It humbles us so to be called your children. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.